Hi, Debbie McAllister here. I'm so excited that you're here with my guest this week, Walkira Whitlock. We are going to be diving into trusting what's ahead, you know, taking a look at your full visions that you have that you're thinking about as we go through her journey and all the synchronicities that really are proof of trusting the universe and God to help you on your journey. We are also going to dig into and read through several of her poems in her upcoming book. Actually, it's already been published. I love what I've forgotten. Beautiful times about going through being mindful and with meditation. So stay tuned and learn how to build a relationship with trusting yourself and being able to express yourself. Hi, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. This podcast is for you, the spiritual curious woman seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate a life transition and move forward with confidence in rebuilding a new and radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other soulful spiritual women who get real and vulnerable as they share their very own unique journey through transition. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it'll motivate you, and light up your worth. Hello, and this is Debbie, and this is Light Up Your Worth. Welcome. Can't wait for you to meet my guest for today, Walkira. <laughs> Walkira Whitlock. And I've been practicing her name, and I think I still get it, didn't get it quite right, but I'm so excited for you to meet her. She's a poet, an entrepreneur, a yoga instructor, a philanthropist, and a world trampler from a small town in Idaho. She loves helping people enjoy life through healing, empowerment, and education. Her book, I Love What I've Forgotten, helps people reflect and her helps help them connect. And her nonprofit helps teach youth mindfulness through a VR headset. She believes that world peace can be created by teaching people to create peace from within and that the greatest expression of gratitude for life is to enjoy it. Oh, that's just so lovely. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I'm actually in Savannah, Georgia right now, which is really exciting currently working on another yacht for this month and I have a fun interview tomorrow for a job that amongst like obviously all the other things that I'm doing but this one really goes along with what I'm doing so I'm really excited oh we'll have to I know, send... a fun time to catch me yeah right <laughs> in between how fun to be down in Georgia wow oh yeah like, that's a really fun place to be it's so pretty this time of year too it's gorgeous and it's a nice break from Idaho where it's kind of cold right now. We had an inversion and so I was like, oh, maybe I, I should go to Savannah and it was a good call. That's for sure. If you've ever been, Savannah is my favorite place in the United States, actually. It's just 
such a lively spirited city mm-hmm. and doesn't it have savannas where they have like the really big famous trees um that they say it's like on those top 100 places to ever go is to go see those big the big yep. roadway of trees right isn't that savannah yep um forest gump was filmed here yeah it's that's savannah Oh, oh yeah. That's on my list. (laughs) I I haven't been actually to Savannah. So, oh, how nice. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So I was so excited is that when we connected before the podcast, um, I was really drawn to her book. You know, I love what I've forgotten. And if you're on, um, you can't see it on the audio, but on the YouTube, I'm actually I'm going to be showing the book. This is beautiful pink book. And it's one of those books that you take and you read and you ponder and you really think about what the words are saying. You know, I really like to, to be in my heart space when I go to read it and then read a few of them and then come back, read a few of them, come back and ponder. And I just find it so refreshing to have such, um, such um, perspective and the experience behind it. And I'm really curious about how you came about with all of these experiences coming through. So I'd love for you to share that journey of how, you know, I love what I've forgotten has really just been come through you. Yeah. So funny enough, I was always a a writer when I was growing up, it was like something that was quite special about me. I actually scored in the 97th percentile in the United States for writing when I was eight years old. Um, Wow. I know. (laughs) And I'm from a really tiny town. So like the teachers were talking to my mom and stuff like that. But um, life and I don't know, you have different circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we weren't doing well with money. And so when they spoke about publishing a book, actually at that age, my mom was like, I can't afford to do something like that. And she was doing a fantastic job. So my real dad was, was not in my life after the age of eight at all. And um, before that he had drug issues and there was abuse and so like there was a transition period between her leaving him obviously and then finding my stepdad and so when you have such kind of issues going on in your life I think it's hard for you to focus on like the really good stuff sometimes but Mm -hmm. it is like literally so necessary and important to learn how to do those but um that's how I began I guess like in this small town um with a distorted view of men women relationships Mm -hmm. in the home and um through high school I think well around the age of 14 is when those issues really started to show and I was actually involved in statutory rape um which you know 
that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody in the town, like everybody knew everything. And I struggled before everyone knew everything. I struggled with depression and I um, attempted suicide actually um, about a month after that incident. And that's when everybody found out about everything. And when it's just like so amazing to talk about it now, I guess, especially because I hear and I suicide is such a, a big thing, mm-hmm. especially right now. And um, I've had really, I really did struggle so badly with depression and suicide. And so I, I can relate so deeply and um you know what happened with me actually is I had overdosed on Advil I had taken 70 pills um and I woke up the next morning and I was just like (laughs) how you know what I mean like how could I wake up after something like that and I was being protected. I have angels like, yeah, God. that and is definitely some divine interaction right there. <laughs> so yeah, what happened was my mom, she had a lot of allergic reactions. And so she had Benadryl from Costco and she poured it into a small Advil to keep by her bedside. And that's the only reason I, you know, like just little things like that. And I went to counseling and, you know, I got through high school. I actually did very well in school and sports and activities. And I went to college and I was a mentor for college freshmen. I was in my junior year and I still struggled like with these bouts of depression. And I just couldn't understand why. Um, I was eating right. I was exercising. I was going to counseling. I spoke with the counselor too. And um, I just, you know, how, what can I do more? You know, like it felt like there was no avail. And um, that's when I learned about mindfulness and meditation. And it wasn't actually through counseling it's one of my friends she had started a mindfulness journal and she said that was really helping her and so I started doing that too which is like just learning to be um, more observant of your thoughts Mm -hmm. and more aware of how you're feeling and meditation I actually started because I heard all of the CEOs did it um, and I thought there must be something to that, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I learned that, um, how to build a relationship. I learned how to build a relationship with my mind so I could focus on what I wanted to focus on. Cause that's what it's all about. Right. Mm-hmm. Is where you direct your focus. And so, um, mindfulness helped me become aware and then meditation helped me to redirect. And so I was starting to change the narrative in my head and become aware of like those negative thoughts and shift them. And, um, that was really, it was me breaking myself down, right? Like that's what's happening. And 
depression, I feel like a lot of time, like it's a depression, you're breaking yourself down. And you can learn those behaviors, right? Those thought patterns mm -hmm. from your parents. You can be spoken to in certain ways that you start to adapt that narrative in your head. Like there's a lot of reasons why or something you can think differently about yourself. But um, once I became aware personally, I started to write again. And I like opened up that side of myself, that like creative side, and I was starting to express myself. And I, I actually felt at that time that was the only way that I could express myself was through writing. And I decided that that was my gift. Like when I didn't feel like I had anything else, I had that. And um, I was like, okay if life is to share your gift with the world, like that's what I want to do. I want to write and sing. Like those are some of my gifts. And my parents said, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not you at all. Um, and, you know, they were looking at this version of me that was constructed off of what other people think I should be, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to change and I wanted to change. So I decided to drop out of college. And a few months later, I end up selling my car and moving to Fiji. And so the story begins. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just want to pause there before we go into Fiji and the rest of your journey is oh, yeah. how powerful it is to understand your whole mindfulness with writing. So did you do like, did you get into like a more, some type of like just connecting with yourself and then just free flowed all the thoughts that were coming through just to, yeah. get, it, to get it all out basically exactly. on, on paper without judging yourself or. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. I think a lot of people need to hear that, right? Like what, how do I get it out or how do you let it out and understanding? So with that being said, I think this is a perfect time to go into female of the times. Um, which is one that you had picked out before. Do you remember what page it's on? Uh, it had the mirror. So we were talking before we started listeners, we were looking at, I had, uh, I had uh, marked my book with some of the passages that really spoke to me. And uh, we had uh, chatted before was that I really wanted to see if we could talk through some of the, the goodness that's in the books and the power of words words are so, so powerful. Yes. So I'm on page 11 for those following us too. <laughs> so when you grab so, your copy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is talking about how um, expression. So we had a president, I'll give you a little preface. <laughs> we had a president of the time, <laughs> President Trump. And I felt a lot of the time, like the things that he said were like so degrading 
to women and um there was a lot of things happening plus I, my history right and one day this particular piece just flowed through me so what happened I was actually driving in the car and I started singing this and I just recorded it um this is how it came Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so the little preface. Yes. Female of the times. <clears throat> My time is remarkable. I don't let the good times merely pass. My time is unforgettable. I do what I can to make love last I am a woman confused by my inspirational ties I know that I am one all I know is I am one why should I refine you and I you and I, you and I, I am a female of my time. I am a female with a sharp mind. I am a female or am I? Because I am cold. I am a female of the time. I am broken, I am strong, I am fine. I drink a little bit of wine. Oh, I'm just a female of the times. Do you feel my broken touch? Do you feel my broken touch? Because I am fierce and I am frightened by my own mind and I feel the comfort of the rhymes wondering if I was not beautiful would I be able to make a beautiful sound would my inspiration be pure how would I be sure that there's nothing wrong with me if I wasn't always accepted always for my beauty oh don't you see I know my heart is true but if I was a true female of the times I would not mind how I am drawn to be a beautiful rock oh I am sure I can be cured but I cannot feel like I cannot heal. I can't, uh, cannot heal if I cannot feel. Oh, am I real if I don't even feel? Oh, to be real, we must feel. I cannot pluck any pieces of me or I will not be me. Oh, real. How real. How real is it to feel? Is it to be? Is it to love? Is it to touch? I hope that you are not broken yet because I can't bear this feeling, this 
feeling. Bear this feeling that I'm dreaming alone. That's it. Oh, <laughs> just, just let that like sink into your soul. It really is impactful. You know, the think thank you mm-hmm. um i have a roommate and she is like 60 years old and she's divorced and she's she's really beautiful and i was telling someone about her and how beautiful she was and um it's like she's just going through like a a bit of a hard time right now and they're like well why and i was like well as a woman, there's a part of you that like believes you have an expiration date. And I don't know like how many people, I know that people really do feel like that. Um, And thankfully things are changing, Mm -hmm. but it's still a real thing that a lot of people feel. It's a really real thing. It's um, interesting that you say that because I'm soon, I'll be I'm 55, almost 56 here. And the ladies that I coach that I work through is that, you know, I don't want them to die with their song inside of them. Right. And that they have, they still have time. They have a vision. They have another, all these years, right. Of still being and being accepted. And our culture has become so obsessively focused on being youthful. Yeah, But things are different than when I was in my twenties or thirties, the world is a different place. All the work, all the work that's been done, but yet we still are very outwardly focused on beauty. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's part of our culture, that whole exploration, not so much how we feel. So you have to, I mean, I know I help women get over that too. So I completely, yeah, know that it's a really unfortunate thing to think that, no, your dreams that you had at your twenties or your thirties, or even your forties or your fifties, things are still very much possible. So this, that's probably why when I was reading through this, right. 55. (laughs) Yeah. Seeing this, you know, about how, you know, um, how that, progression is through our life. And I think it's what's so remarkable is that you're able to express what those of us who writing isn't our gift song, isn't our gift that you're able to express it in a way that really resonates with our heart. Um, super, super powerful. So thank you for that. We're going to have more too, (laughs) but I wanted to continue us on, right? Like you sold all your stuff. And you moved yeah. to Fiji and yeah. everybody's probably thinking, has she lost her mind? <laughs> oh here? yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what was going on in my parents' head. And I just, I couldn't really understand that. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Wouldn't you go to Fiji if you were asked? <laughs> I think now I have the courage to go to do it, Yeah, but I don't think when I was young, I would have. Um, I was adventurous in other ways, but I was working on a different dream, right? So yeah, oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We all have different dreams and we all have different paths. And that's why it's also so important not to compare. Yeah. Right. 
Like, yeah, it's so important. Find inspiration in other people. And that's, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. I think when I hit about mid 30s, when I became single, a single mom, I would have gone, hmm, maybe. How can I make this happen? Right. Can I take him with me? Can I take my son with me? Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Fiji of all places, right? I mean, yeah. my gosh, Fiji is just breathtakingly beautiful. It, it is absolutely. Have you been to Fiji? No, but when I was, um, when I was growing up in the Bay area, one of our really good friends in middle school, him and his family had come over from Fiji. And at that oh, time, cool. nobody knew, right. He didn't have, like, I was part of some of his original friends, my friend Chaton and he, and uh, my boyfriend who was actually Persian. Right. And they were very different than everybody else. And so they were like, I thought they were the normal ones, right? Like they were so accepting and, and um, fun. And, and so, yeah, so I learned all about Fiji with uh, being his friend all those uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. Middle oh, school. Yeah. It's a strong culture too. Like, yeah. Fijians stick together no matter where they go. It's really cool. Yeah, it's just breathtakingly gorgeous. And nobody knew if you, you couldn't Google, you know, there was no Google, Mr. Google back then. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I had a friend who was Fijian and we actually met when I was in high school. We did something called Girls State. Um, it's a mock government trial for a week and you're like chosen specially from your school. And we were both helping the bus driver take out the suitcases mm-hmm. and we went for the same suitcase and became best friends immediately oh I love <laughs> that story yeah <laughs> no coincidences no Definitely her name's no. Hosanna as well oh it's like oh, that's beautiful <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so she invites me to go to Fiji with her which is where she's originally from and she already had an apartment lined up. She was actually dating the prime minister's son. So, wow. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it really helped me get through customs when I didn't know where I was staying or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is all about who, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really. She's not some random American who's never going to leave. Who's never going to leave. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) oh gosh yeah so um it was incredible uh I learned how to surf the very first day um with a really hot Australian surf instructor my friend I feel like she picked him out for me got to model in a fashion show for Fijian wedding dresses. Um, I got to go diving with sharks. Um, Amazing. I was volunteering for tips as a waitress. Mm -hmm. Um, That was probably the best like job ever. Oh my gosh. So fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The people that you would get to meet. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend that in your 20s. Like be a waitress or a server. It's so fun. <laughs> as fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. It's Debbie. Do you love to read? 
I know I do. I've been reading since I was found in the closet, uh, probably before kindergarten, reading a book with the flashlight. Yeah, I was that child. I can remember as I was growing up during the summer, I would see how many books I could possibly read over the summer. I was always that girl. But somehow in the busyness of life and going through education and momhood and career, I let books that just lit me up without a link to my own professional development just kind of get put on the side. And with all of the isolation that's occurred over the last two years, all the challenges we've had, I really had to come back and find that part of myself that would just love to dive into a really good book. So I have joined a book club and I'm with Brianna Brown with Badass Book Besties. She's amazing. You can find her on Insta on Badass Book Besties. Not only is she just this wonderful person, um, but she also shares the love of books and learning and her online book club is just so delightful. So, so, so delightful. I've been able to dive into books uh, that really bring me a lot of book, you know, a lot of uh, pleasure and enjoying them and being able to go to. We've been reading or we've read already the Elizabeth Gilbert City of Girls, The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Um, We're reading a Timeless and she just makes it a lot of fun. So if you feel like joining us, feel free, let her know, let Brie know that you found her by me. Again, find her on Instagram on Badass Besties or her website, Brie Brown, which is B-R-I-B-E-E Brown.com. Some place where some really interesting people are going to Oh, yeah, exactly. Exotically. Mm -hmm. Fiji. Yeah, we had some really cool, famous Fiji or like Kiwis and Australian people come through, which is like Kiwi means you're from New Zealand, by the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All the slang of living outside. <laughs> yeah, and so I actually got picked up to work on a yacht while I was working at this restaurant, and that is how I got into the yachting industry. Oh. Now tell our listeners what that's about. Oh my gosh. I mean, how many people have been on a yacht, right? Like let alone go and spend time on a yacht and be part of that whole experience. Yeah, totally. Um, Well, it's, it's incredible. The boats are so amazing. And my job was to clean and do service. So you're making people's beds, cleaning the bathroom, setting breakfast table, lunch, dinner, cleaning their plates, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care of the crew staff, doing laundry. And there's usually a team of you doing it. Um, And that is what I got called into. And I did not like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Really, truly. Yeah. Um, I was just coming from (laughs) living like the island life, you know, Mm -hmm. which I could wake up whenever I wanted to and go to the beach. And then around four or five o'clock, I would go to work and work till midnight. And then you could even go to the clubs after that. 
Um, <laughs> oh, because, see, that sounds like yeah. an incredible experience, right? To really yeah. like just really be present at where you're at. And especially at 20 years old, like, mm-hmm. then, yeah. Yeah. And then how did that change your, you know, the mindset of where you were, right? The struggle that you were going through of understanding yourself and your own mm-hmm. um, awareness of your mind at that point. Um, it was really big. I was still into yoga and meditation at that point, obviously, mm-hmm. like it's been pretty steady throughout the whole part of my life. But um, there were a couple of big moments there. One of them was after the first week when I was with my friend all of the time, she went to work and my job didn't start for another week. And so I was just, you know, doing nothing at the house and I was scared to leave. And because my family had told me like that there's all of these um, kidnappings and like stuff like that. And that was going through my mind a lot. Like it was great. Sure. When I was with my friend, but now that I was alone, I was like scared. And then I thought about it after three days of being inside. I was like, okay, if I'm just going to do this, I could have just stayed home in Boise. So it's time to leave. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And actually um, this guy in this really nice car approached me and like asked me all the questions that I was told like not to answer those things. And he had a nicer car than the prime minister. And so I was just like, these are all red flags. And then um, I sat down on the bench to wait for the bus and this other person, this old man sat next to me and was asking me a lot of questions too. And it just made me feel uncomfortable. And the car was still in eye just like I could still it it was an eyesight like so it was parked up the street and the bus came the guy goes to get on it and I said oh I'm not going to go and I saw him get off at the next stop and I just felt really scared so I went into um this shop that was nearby and I stayed there for about an hour until both the man and the car were gone. I went back to my room and I reflected and I was like, if you believe that your thoughts are creating your reality, then that, how did this happen? And I was like, I was thinking so much about my fears and like acting out of my fears. And so I was like, okay, gotta stop that. And smooth sailing ever ever since i've had the most incredible time in fiji didn't have any experience like that ever again oh what a powerful example of how our thoughts actually send that out to the universe and bring us what we want right what we focus on actually comes through co-creating it manifesting whatever words people resonate with and i was having a lot of fun, like going out after that. Um, I would meet so many incredible people and then go out with for drinks after that. And just, it was all good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. A really conscious decision, whether you're going to live a life of fear 
or your the world that you are in is a is a world of love yeah and what we bring to it i uh i love that so then you you go off and you try your your yachting experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my visa is ending in one month at this point and um i decide um I have to go back to the US. <laughs> I so I go to LA, but I was, still wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew I wasn't going to go back to college, but I decided, oh, I will go to Florida. By the way, when I went to Fiji, I went to Fiji with $50. And when I went to Florida, I went with $100. Um, I just, you know, I'm still similar in not mm-hmm. having a real concept for money. <laughs> but yet you had enough (laughs) oh exactly that's what I thought like Mm -hmm. okay so I went to Florida and I had heard from other yachties to go to 17th street that's where all of the yachting agencies are and I was walking down 17th street I had my backpack on looking around I didn't have a phone that was working at that time so I didn't have internet or anything like that I go to this vegan restaurant, which that was another big thing that um, Fiji changed for me too, as I became plant-based. Um, so what that whole transition was a, a mindful thing, I think as well, because I saw how much waste there was and I saw how many lives could have, you like that didn't need to be lost. So I had studied business and I thought okay well if I can change the demand then I will do that I stopped eating meat so it's been nine years now that I don't eat meat (laughs) wow wow that's quite the gift from uh Fiji to be able to give that to you to be able to um you know go from that's a major lifestyle change really yep to be able to change you know how you're eating and so then you show up and you're walking down you're eating vegan food yeah so I find this vegan cafe and I asked this lady if I could borrow her phone so I could search for a place to stay that night (laughs) And then she just look at you. <laughs> no, she was so kind. And she I think she was really concerned um, that I didn't have a place to stay that night. But mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale as well, there's a lot of like halfway homes. So they, you know, you're never really sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I found a hostel that was right down the street. It was $40 a night. I walk over there, go to the front desk. I tell the guy, my situation and he says I can work there um to for accommodation I'm like so happy someone overhears me and says that they have a job that's that they might have a job for me they were working at a restaurant and they were hiring so they ended up taking me to work with them (laughs) and I went in through like the back doors and everything Mm -hmm. And I got a job there as a hostess. 
but it didn't start for one week. But that's all literally the same day that I arrived in Fort Lauderdale. Job and place to stay, did it, done. Okay, what's next? (laughs) (laughs) So the third night that I was there, my job didn't start for a week. The third night, someone actually overdosed um, from drug usage and it was not a good environment at all. I could barely sleep. It was not good. So I decided, um, okay, I need to get myself out of here. How can I do that? I knew I've couch surfing. So I go on couch surfing and looking these things up and I have to scroll a few pages to find a female. And, um, I, message her tell her my situation and she comes and picks me up immediately she tells me I can stay there for as long as I need she's so gracious so kind um yeah very thankful for her and after the week starts I ride my bike to or uh ride my bike uh I take the bus to uh go to my work and it's about three hours because you have the different stops and lines to you know it was a long transport like yeah. <laughs> not having fun I'd show up to work and the um the hostess the other hostess asks me what my story is because who's this girl who came in through the back of the restaurant, you know, (laughs) and I tell her and she goes, Oh my gosh, you're living with a stranger. Come live with me. And she is now one of my best friends. (laughs) Yep. I moved last that, that night. And, um, it was amazing. Um, after a month of working there, I saved up enough money to take my courses to get into yachting, which by the way, if you want to get into yachting, go to my website and enter your email and you can have a free download for how to get into yachting. And, um, yeah, we, I don't even know. We, her and I just connected (laughs) immediately. (laughs) And so I saved up enough money go to take my SCCW. I'm staying at a crew house as well. And at the crew house, I am cooking for people. I still, I don't have enough, like a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, um, I'll just cook for people. I find that fun. Someone recommended me to work on a boat as a crew chef that next week. So I immediately (laughs) got a job. I know it was just amazing and it was another temporary job which was incredible and after that job it led me to be a personal cook slash nanny in the Hamptons wow oh my (laughs) gosh talk about high end huh oh my gosh yeah and it was just crazy because I got a phone call on a Friday and the people got my information through a yachting agency and then um so phone call on the friday uh, monday flying me to the hamptons you know <laughs> hadn't met these people before they were so incredible um the mom and i really have a special bond she actually only needed help because she was going through 
uh, cancer. She was diagnosed with a really sudden, um, really rare cancer. So they were going to do intravenous radiation and they needed someone to take care of their house and their dog and their daughter basically while she was going through all of this. And, um, yeah. So after two weeks of being there, I was completely alone at the house and I was just like, whoa, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Lots of time to be able to dig in too and, and really get into what you would, what would come through you. I mean, it's so, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the, the marks that I found that I marked was on, on mine, it's on page 20, but it's called just be. Oh, I really, I love this one. <laughs> I love so many of them. So <laughs> do you want me to you, read this? One? Yes. Yes. So how you said it was mm-hmm. so much more um, impactful than me reading it. So yes. Would you do us the honors? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, how, how would you know the melody? Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's one thing that I felt like I illustrated well in my book, especially when the audiobook comes out is how different our perspectives can be, even when we think that we're looking at the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so just be. The only thing I have, I'm not even guaranteed. And sometimes I forget to take the only thing I need. Truth be told, it's not that hard. But I am sick of being scarred. All of these cuts upon my knees. I started to think my only job was to please. So whatever it is you have to say, save it for another day. Because I am here to sing and dance and play. Oh, what it is to be free. What it is to be me. What it is to be free. What it is to just be. So that's it (laughs) oh I love that there's so many people and I want to say women where where the ability to put ourselves in our own needs even understanding that we have needs yeah be able to put them um and make those choices right like you had to make a choice were you gonna even you know, pack up your stuff and go to Fiji. Even when you came back, do you just go right back to where you were knowing what's going to be different? You're different, but I think we can get molded back into our environment, right? Cause it's familiar. Our subconscious, I think starts to come in and, you know, yeah, I think that it, if you come from an environment that's like not 
super supportive and originally to how you wanted to be, then it's really important to take the time to grow strong enough in how you want to be to be able to come back and keep that strength, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that takes a lot of work. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work, right? At, at mm -hmm. any age, it really takes a lot of work to be able to stay strong in your beliefs because there's so many things that are, that impact us. There's so many studies, right? About how our environment can really, even with the best intentions can really uh, start to get in the way there. So um I love that. Thank you for reading that one. That is just so, so, so beautiful. Just be. Um, so you are now in the Hamptons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now I am in the Hamptons and I'm writing a lot um, because that's all that I can do really. Because <laughs> I really was so busy. It was a lot of responsibility, obviously. And then I didn't know anyone there. So even in my like time off, um, you know, got to stay at the house for most of it anyway. But um, I wrote and I ended up writing with one of well, a friend now, but someone that I hadn't met yet that I saw it was a friend of a friend who was playing guitar. And I thought, oh, that person might like the style of music that I write. And so we messaged and we ended up writing four songs over Skype. Um, oh. Yeah, in one night. Yeah. And that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We thought, oh, wow, this is so easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then later when we're working at it, we're like, oh, that was really, really special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah talk about being in the flow right and that whole connectiveness yeah of allowing it to come through you oh yeah totally um so we ended up deciding to go to Australia together and busk and live in a van and so when I'm at the house I'm still at the house and there was kind of some drama that happened there with the dad. He was having an affair. And one day it was so hard when she was so sick. It was really, really horrible. Um, she'd be like screaming and crying, obviously, like in pain, because that's the hardest part mm. of chemo is when you come back home. And um I took her to the hospital to the emergency room one day to sign and she signed a DNR and I called her husband to tell him to come and he goes no I'm not feeling very good um and yeah oh, I, that still gets to me yeah and um anyway around that time is when she realized that she needs to tell her family that she's not doing well because it was so like sad. she didn't want to alarm anyone she also wanted to be strong um and she had to learn that it was okay to say that her parents her brother they came to stay with us for a month and she went into full remission 
oh yeah she I really believe she just needed that love you know what I mean so yeah then the husband's like filing for divorce and it was a good time for me to leave so went back home for a month and then ended up going to Australia we bought yeah (laughs) we bought a van and went down the coast and ended up recording a whole album in um, Byron Bay at the Arts Factory yeah that was super cool we have uh, listeners in Australia by the way yeah we're in 15 countries now and so um yeah shout out to all our all my Aussies all my Aussie fans yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Byron Bay is obviously so amazing and um we ended up going all the way down to Melbourne um living there and I was a bartender at a cafe called and a barista at a cafe called Victoria's Secret (laughs) (laughs) I was like and I also lived at this hostel called The Mansion. And so there's one point I put it as my Facebook status, but I was like, I'm in, I drive a van. I live in a mansion. I work at Victoria's Secret. This seems like a childhood mash game. Come to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> it was so wild but I decided at that point that I really wanted to do something meaningful and I wanted to go home and I did I went home and I started I applied for this thing called bike and build what bike and build is is um, a non-profit where individuals well groups of people between like 18 and 27 cycle across the United States for affordable housing and they help build about 11 homes along the way so oh what an experience what is what is it called again bike and bike bike and build bike and build oh that would be interesting for people who are looking to make an impact and yeah help help other people and Mm -hmm. meet incredible people yeah so I was um As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, Debbie here. Are you a lover of essential oils, crystals, energy healing work, channeled messages, positive affirmations? Well, do I have uh, something to share with you? My friend Nikki is the owner of sage essential oils she's on instagram sage underscore essential oils i'll include that in the show notes but i wanted to share with you that she does these amazing essential oil alchemy blends that have crystals and these amazing blends of essential oils called ground alchemy calm alchemy uplift nurture daydream and they're all these really delicious and yummy blends she also includes with each order a personal intuitive affirmation 
that's downloaded and channeled just for you and a beautiful postcard. So as a healer, she's a Reiki healer and she does ancestral healing sessions as well. And she's located in Australia. And so if you want to try these amazing things, I highly recommend them. I love them and use them in my own life. So again, her Instagram is sage underscore essential oils. Let her know that you heard about her here on Light Up Your Worth podcast. Be blessed. Hi, it's Debbie. Hey, I wanted to share a group that I joined um, earlier this year called Polka Dot Powerhouse. It's a way to get to know people in person, right? I don't know about you, but after spending so much time alone last year, the beginning of this year, I was really seeking an in-person way to meet like-minded professional women. And so I kind of stumbled upon uh, the Polka Dot Sisterhood and I joined as a member and I absolutely love it. It's a very uplifting way of women supporting each other, empowering, collaboration as we get to know each other as people and as professionals uh, and networking and sharing our services with each other. I'm part of the Carson City, Nevada branch. And if you're interested in joining us, you can go to Polka Dot Powerhouse. That's P-O-L-K-A-D-O-T-P-O-W-E-R-H-O-U-S-E.com and let them know that you're interested in going to a meeting and let them know it's from hearing this on my Light Up Your Work podcast. And I'm Debbie McAllister. Thanks. See you soon. Focused on that. I had started a um, job at a microfiber towel company that was in their garage and it turned into it's one of those like Cinderella stories it was a garage company that turned into a multi-million dollar company (laughs) but my friends yeah my friends too which is so cool but um I was working there and volunteering with Habitat for Humanity training for bike and build training for a marathon and I put on this fundraiser and um huge I got so many baskets donated from local places and rented out this really nice place and I broke even. So yeah, I just bawled and bawled so hard that night. Um, Yeah, but some things are simply not meant for you. And the next day I got a phone call that one of my friends needed a chef on their boat and they decided to call me. So I ended up flying back to Florida, back to go into yachting. And I did that for about two years. And I decided I really want to um, do something that I experienced I really, you know, I, I'm quite a deep person, obviously. So doing something that's like meaningful and um, 
is an expression of my soul that makes my soul happy has always been really important. And I thought, well, acting might be quite fun because you become a master of your emotions. And I had always been this dream of mine. And so I decided to move to Los Angeles, um, did a road trip down the West Coast, went to LA, did the whole living out of your car even. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why, like people definitely romanticized doing that. And I will continue to reiterate it. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so I did that. And you know what? I just, I stayed there for about three months and really just didn't, I didn't see the appeal of Los Angeles at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. And then I wasn't meeting. Yeah. I just didn't like it to be honest, but I've grown in a lot of ways and I can appreciate it now. But anyway, at that time I decided I want to go back into yachting where it feels like everybody is a lot more present mm-hmm. and I missed that. And so I went back into yachting for a bit, just freelancing. And I ended up, um, I was still really trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do, still writing this whole time. <laughs> you know, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah. Um, and I became a server for a private poker tournament that took me to Brazil, <laughs> which was amazing. Um yeah that's so random right (laughs) right I'm gonna go serve here and then all of a sudden I'm gonna be in Brazil (laughs) oh and honestly yeah my whole life is the last three days have been just just like this whole story to be (laughs) yeah it's just so amazing that you're able to do all that and then write the whole time that you're going through all of these um, experiences right before we got on, I flipped open the book because we were talking about how I wanted to have us read uh, some of the pages that I had marked and I flipped open a page and it's a metaphors, meta metaphorsis or why can't metamorphosis for whatever reason could pronounce it. So metamorphosis was what I came up with and it has this really beautiful, you know, there's a, obviously a butterfly on it. And I was just instantly captured, you know, when you go to read a book and this is a book that you read a little, and then you put down, let it absorb, integrate, really let it connect into your heart. And it's on, uh, on my book, it's on page 87 and just really let it flow through you on this because I, I had just shared, you know, in my website, I talk about the, I talk about butterflies frequently with, you know, people going through this whole process. And so of course I flip open a book that has talks about it. So, um, I, um, I'm going to read this one because I think it's, it's powerful. It's spoken. Yeah. yeah, it spoke. So metamorphosis. A butterfly comes from darkness, as does the sprout of a flower 
and a newborn. Perhaps darkness is not what we think it is. Perhaps it is simply a safe place to grow. Like a caterpillar encompasses itself into darkness, the mind encases itself to transform. So powerful. So powerful, you know, watching people transform, you know, like just in, just in this part of your journey, right? Like I can hardly recognize the person you were talking about who was in college, right? Deciding I got to be me. I don't know what that is yet. I got to get out there. I got to, I got to go. I got to go. There's something calling me and I need to go to wherever I'm being called. And I'm going to listen to your own intuition. Yep. And now we have a book and song of stories. Yep. Of inspiration. You know, on the back, what's so beautiful about this is it says it's a book of lullabies and ponderings for adults. Peace with yourself is peace with the world. I think it's really powerful for people to understand that. In fact, I think I would have people pick up the audiobook too. I mean, you know, like if they if they could only do one, right? The audiobook, because I think how you're expressing the feelings behind it is even greater and listening and how, you know, sound really can affect us and really get into a different place and heal us. Mm -hmm. It's really um, beautiful. And now if people want to buy your book, where, where do they go to get your book? Yeah, you can get it off of Amazon actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Or my, my website, but yeah, it's just search on Amazon. I love what I've forgotten. Barnes and Noble, Target, you can find it anywhere really. But ask your bookstore to carry it so we can get them in the bookstores. Right. You know, <laughs> I think this would be a perfect book for like book gift boxes. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Gift boxes that have to do with, um, you know, like, wouldn't you like to receive this with like a, you know, I have a flower agate palm stone crystal right here, right? Or oh, have yeah. it, have it blessed with energy, you know, where somebody could receive it in a spiritual uh, bookstore or a boutique, you know, like where they sell really nice, like women's clothing, <laughs> Um, cause I think it's really, even though you're not mid-age at all, <laughs> like I am like the perspectives that you come into the book with are really of somebody who's already had half of a life. I mean, you know, who's lived half of their adult life, but when you take that perspective and I think to myself, I want my, um, my bestie who has younger children, you know, 20 and 19, 18, to read this. Like, I think it would, it's really going to resonate with those who've had all of this experience in life. And maybe they're looking for inspiration um, to step into what they think might be 
you know, like their time is not here, right? Step into what their own vision is, take those steps and trust and trust what you put out in the world and trust your intuition that it's going to work out. And what's the next step? Because if you're just really focusing on taking that next step. Yep. And, you know, I, I just, uh, I think people need to hear it. Yeah, thank you. And I think you're exactly right. If you go to any point in my story, I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I'm obviously enjoying myself, but I'm like ready to like take action to go in the direction that I need to go. Um, and I think another thing about my book is there's a lot of self-love in here and you can you know, you apply that to yourself when you're reading it, you're making positive affirmations to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's important. I have a, a nonprofit actually too. And what I'm, the goal is to help people to find peace, right? Mm -hmm. Create peace. And what we're doing that with is a VR headset and bringing people into nature. And then the meditations are all um, virtue focused. So you start to think of yourself more virtuously. Yeah, it's really, um, you know, important, like what you started out with, right? Like seeing what's around you right now in any situation you know, mm -hmm. what, what you choose to focus on yep. and how putting those thoughts into, into the world and what actually comes back to us. I think, um, I wanted to see if you'll read one more for us. This is, up I ahead, would love to up ahead, which is on page 39, because I think it's something that I'd really like for people to think about if they're thinking about they're starting over right at any age. Maybe they're just starting out in the world and they don't know where to go. Maybe they've had a dream and that dream didn't happen. Yeah. Up ahead. You see. You see your life go down and you believe. You believe it's over now. You make believe that it's over. So you don't have to care anymore. So you don't have to care. So you don't have to bear anymore. So you don't have to bear. But can you see the lights up above? And can you reach what is above you? Oh, you keep on flying by memories and keep your spirit high, as high as you can reach. I can see. I can see that you want to go. I'm full of visions from up ahead and you're not even close to being dead. Stop filling your mind with dread. You've got beauty up ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wise, wise words up ahead. Thank you. Yeah. And it's so interesting, like, because we spoke about thinking about where you were at when you wrote a piece mm -hmm. or whatnot and like this is something yeah 
that I wrote in a combination, like to me, really, it was, I was writing to myself because um, you, this is in a, in a depressive state and like pulling yourself out of it, mm -hmm. right? And you're noticing um, that, it, like, why are you, why do you want things to end? You know, like you, because you can't bear the pain because you don't want to care, you know, and it's not truth. It's not truth what you're experiencing. Like there's so much goodness out there. Um, things will change inevitably, but you can change your focus as well to finding something to enjoy in that moment. And yeah. Yeah, it's really powerful. I'm full of visions from up ahead. I'm full of visions from up ahead. Yeah, it's really powerful. Being able to plug into that, right? The lights, the lights just shining through that there's so much more. You know what I what I find fascinating about your journey as you've gone through everything and all the writing that incurred all this is that you kept your writing and you've gone back and really uh, taken a look at, you know, not only that you were able to express it, but that you were able to express it and then get it out there knowing that it's going to help somebody who is on a similar journey and that you have to just keep trying different things and live those experiences and the answers come. Yep. It's the, you know, um, Steve Jobs says it on that commencement, right? A Stanford commencement, you know, I've been able to connect the dots. You start connecting more and more dots and you start seeing clarity and vision. And so I think we're just so blessed to have had you on in all of the sharing and, oh, thank you. you know, out of all of these, before I, before we wrap it up, um, what is your favorite, absolute favorite in the book? Oh, happy. Happy. Mm -hmm. Page 41. Okay. Let's go. I'm going to go to 41 too. Okay. Happy. Do you want me to read it? Please. Let's, okay. <laughs> let's leave up on happy. <laughs> happy. I won't tell you who to be. I just want you to be happy. On the way you may struggle. Just know that I'll be here to cuddle. Yeah, you might lose your way. Just know that I'm going to say. I just want you to be happy. I just want to see that smile on your face. I just want you to be happy. Yeah, yeah. I'll help you find happiness in this place. I won't tell you where to go. 
But I'll show you places that I know. You might find you like a few. But to thy own self, stay true. On our journeys, come what may. Maybe one day I'll hear you say. I just want you to be happy. I just want to see that smile on your face. I just want you to be happy. Yeah, yeah. I'll help you find happiness in this place. They say it's not where you are, it's always who you're with. Just know that I can think of a better person to be with. Hmm. <laughs> I get chills. That's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. That needs to be made into a song that's played, oh. right? When I'm listening to some Indian, Indian, indie indie <laughs> music which it is, will somehow yeah, it will be yeah somebody's gonna listen and go oh i know who i need to connect her with because that's how the universe mm -hmm. works this has yep. been so delightful so if somebody wants to reach you we've shared you how to find your book how can they find you so you can find me on my website, which is walkyriawhitlock.com. That's W-A-L-K-Y-R-I-A-W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K.com. And you can also find me on Instagram. I'm fairly active. Um, yeah. Feel free to reach out and... I always love hearing feedback and if you ever have any questions or whatever, feel free to reach out. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. This <laughs> yeah, has been such you. an honor to hear your lovely voice, read through the, the book, hear your amazing story so far, because there's so much unwritten story. I know it's been a long, <laughs> it's amazing life. Yeah. Yeah. It is, right? And it's all from listening and being aware of your own thoughts. Thank you. So powerful of what you're calling in for the universe and, you know, really manifesting and co-creating, really co-creating the life that you want. I have to share with you because of what you just said, what happened to me this weekend, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Are we too long? Please. No, no, go ahead. Okay. So on Friday night, I was out and I hadn't been to Savannah for a long time. I've been here before and it was dark and we went and met up with some friends. I went outside and I was just walking down the road and this door opened up and I thought, oh, like that looks cool. So I went inside, huge crystals in there, um, amethyst, there's fossils, just like this beautiful I just couldn't believe it seemed like I walked into a museum of some sort and I was waiting for the alarm to go off because it was midnight I was like this is incredible this is amazing um the next day 
I was speaking to my dad on the phone and he told me to go find this 100 year old hat collection with 100 hats from every year. And I was on my way there walking through Forsyth Park, which is a really big park in Savannah. I stopped to take a picture of the sunset. And this gentleman asks me if I if I want to get in the photo. I'm like, yes, of course, you know, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And he asks me if I had he then interviews me. So he was taking a photo and then he's video. He's like, tell me your name. Tell me about yourself. I tell him about myself. And, um, he's like, well, if you have a moment to chat, I might be able to help you with some of your projects. And I thought really like, that's interesting. And he's like, where are you headed? I'm like, Oh, to this hat thing. And he's like, Oh, it's the hat thing by Richard Kessler. And I was like, I don't know who it's by actually. And he goes, well, I'm Richard Kessler. (laughs) And you know what, you know who Richard Kessler is? He's the same person who designed and got that collection of stones and stuff at the other place I wandered into. (gasps) So the whole 24 and also I stopped in front of this house and admired it when I was walking. It was his house, which he then like after I went to the hotel and saw that he gave me a tour of his house, which he's changing into this boutique thing as well, which has things from like the 14th century. And anyway, I have an interview with his and then on Sunday, he invited me to go arrowhead hunting with him as he was making a deal to buy arrowheads for their next hotel collection. Um, so, right? I was just like, how could I? I don't understand how this happened. It was so incredible. And so I have an interview with their company tomorrow. And that's what I'm going for. And it's just it has really literally been a testament to everything that we just spoke about I guess right yeah it is how it just takes keeps bringing it up because you're open to receiving it you have to be open right like so many Mm -hmm. people could have been like oh no like there's a guy walking up to me like no don't take my picture like or um yeah it's just how you interact with the world right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that good things are coming you're open to receiving yeah really balanced a lot of trust yeah trust faith and hope and love yeah and people can sense it people can (laughs) sense it right you can feel somebody's vibes their aura you can you can just feel their you know listening to that intuition i'm sure if you had gotten some icky feeling that you wouldn't have exactly to some strange man to take your picture. No, told him no. where you were going, right? Like, yep. <laughs> it's not like you're naive. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, you can tell. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm quite oh. experienced in this now. So I'm a lot more confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful way to uh, wrap this up. So thank you again for being on and I'm going to um, just wrap it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hi, I hope you really enjoyed my discussion with 
my guest. I also wanted to share some resources. At the beginning of the episode, we talked about her uh, struggle with uh, suicide and suicide tendencies. So I wanted to give you some resources. The suicide hotlines in the United States for a crisis text line, home, text home to 741741. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I also have a trans lifeline. That's for the transgender community. It's 1-877-565-8860. And for the LGBTQ youth, there's the Trevor Lifeline. That's 1-866-488-7386. And if you're a veteran, the crisis line there is 1-800-273-8255 and you press 1. We also talked about pedaling for affordable housing and that was with Bike and Build and their website is bike and spelt out A-N-D, build.org. You're also able to continue to contribute to raising the consciousness and empowering women. If you'd like to contribute to buy me a coffee it's buymeacoffee.com backslash light up y r worth thanks for being here and if you haven't already done it would you please subscribe and share it with a friend and we would love 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 so much for you to leave us a review on apple Podcasts. until next episode sending you sunshine (laughs) Oh, <laughs>